And I remember one day my brother asked me, he's like, Marianne, do you want to go out for a swirly? And I was like, I thought it was like some milkshake. Yeah. I thought we were going to go out and have a good time. Like everyone here knows what a swirly is, yeah. right? So I was like, yes, let's go. That sounds so much fun. So we go in to the bathroom. I get picked up on my ankles, oh, head dunked in no. the toilet, right? Flushed. And I'm just sitting there like, that was weird. Uh, are we going to go out now? And he just walked off. Oh. And as you can imagine, like, what does an eight-year-old who worshipped her brother feel in that moment? The Circle of Knowledge podcast is brought to you by Amplified Minds, helping entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, and dreamers take their business ideas and goals to the next level. This podcast features best-selling industry resources and the professional panel discussions by the core team at Amplified Minds. Now, here are their discussions. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Circle of Knowledge podcast. This is John Kovach Jr., your host with Amplified Minds. Joining me today is none other than Marianne Eldridge, and she's going to be talking about the the book Limitless, but we're even going to get deeper into a subject that touches on intrepid women, what it takes to become an intrepid woman. But of course, joining me today is Matt Fritchie, founder of Amplified Minds. Hey, Matt. Hey, everyone. I appreciate you guys listening in and and viewing for those of you who are on live, but I think the real focus today is Marianne. <laughs> Marianne, I think since we've gotten to know each other, it sounds like you've kind of been around the block on a lot of different things, and I think that the audience would appreciate hearing from you and just introduce yourself a little Absolutely. bit. Is that okay? Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, hello. My name is Marianne. I am with a lot of different women in the world who are what we call the intrepid woman, and as I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of people are like, I've heard this word intrepid before. What does it mean? What does it mean to be an intrepid woman? And intrepid really means fearless. It means going for it. It means asking yourself, what are my limits? And then crushing past them. So I do that in a lot of different ways. I work with a company called Limitless. Many of you have probably heard of Chris Crone. He is a business partner of mine. Uh, We do events together and we publish books together. Um, I'm also a six-figure mastermind on my YouTube channel over there. And I'm publishing a few books that are coming out, one this before the end of this year and the other one next spring. Can you tell us more about this? Absolutely. So this book, Limitless, this is my number one bestseller. It was kind of the kickoff to becoming a, a, a coach, you know. And when you become a coach, you really need three things. You've got to have a modality. You've got to have your message. And you've got to have a book, you know. And the book is oddly specific. So really, this is all about belief breakthrough, the foundation of everything I do. Sure. So modality, message, book. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Exactly. Where do you push them? For, I mean, is there a first, second, third in there? And are you talking specifically to become a coach? You need modality message in a book? Absolutely. Do you push them one direction first? Well, you've got to have your, your modality first. If you don't have a modality, if you don't have a way to help people, what are you doing? Your modality is what your book is going to be about. Right. Your modality is what your message mm. is going to be about. So you've got to have a way to help people. How do you help them find that? How you help them find the modality? Yeah. Well, it's so great because people usually, if they want to become a life coach, they already have modality and they probably don't know it. You know, I was talking to uh, uh, Mr. Blomberg. He is a musician, a pianist. And we were having this mastermind during lunch during one of our events. And I said, what are your modalities? And at first, it was crickets. People were like, I don't know. What, what, what do you mean by modality? And I, then I rephrased it and I said, how do you help people? And he said, well, I write music. And I said, there's your modality. 
Well, I do art. There's your modality. I do belief breakthrough. I do coaching. I do uh, physical therapy. I said, there's your modality. That's the way you help people. Is there a way to drive that deeper? Because, well, let me ask you this. With all the different modalities that someone might have, is there one or two or three that you should pull out to coach someone? Or can you do like the conglomerate? Well, it's always good to have a focus. Mm -hmm. You know, a sharpened pencil always writes better. Mm -hmm. Okay? So when you have a specific modality and you can really hone that in, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to resonate with your people most. So when people are looking for modality, a way to do what they do, I say, first of all, what are you good at? And second of all, can you help someone else do what they're good at? You know, it's specifically in the field that you're obviously doing it. The foundational modality that I use that our Limitless events are all about is called Belief Breakthrough. And any coach, any coach that's doing whatever modality, music, physical therapy, you know, whatever it is, Belief Breakthrough needs to be the foundation for that. And what Belief Breakthrough is, is it's taking these thoughts in our minds and questioning them. We're saying, is this pattern working for me. Mm-hmm. By the time someone's eight years old, they've got 80% of their thought patterns that they're going to lock in for the rest of their life, unless they do something about it. So I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to jump into kind of a limiting belief and it is on purpose, I promise. <laughs> um, so would you say that everybody who's good at something like they have that sharpened pencil, right? Do you feel like everybody has the ability to teach it? No. Okay. No. And, he, and is that a limiting belief? That's why, that's exactly why I threw that in there. Is yeah. that a limiting belief? Because I feel like, I mean, we deal a lot with a lot of coaches, a lot of people who want to be these experts. Right. I should say future coaches. Right. They want to be these experts. And there's a lot of them who are really good at what they do. But as far as teaching it, they've expressed to us that that's been difficult. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, is that a limiting belief? Well, here's the identifier, okay? So here's how we identify whether or not it's limiting you. First of all, we ask the question, is it serving you to believe that? Okay, so if I'm a coach and I want to teach, but I'm not good at it, how do I feel about that? Am I saying, is this limiting me? Is it limiting me to think that I can't teach? Okay, and that really comes down to how do I feel about that? Do I feel depressed and do I feel sad? And do I feel uh, helpless and worthless when I think about I'm not able to teach? Okay, then it's limiting me. If I ask myself, am I able to teach, and I say no, and I feel, okay, then what do I have to do to fix it? Mm -hmm. Then I'm not limited anymore because I'm in a solution-oriented mindset rather than this problem-oriented mindset. So when it comes in, it could either limit you or it could just be information. Okay, so if I want to teach and I don't know how, I could just take that as information and say, I'm going to learn how. Very well. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. I know that in the back of this book, Limitless, you'd listed out uh, like a lot of limiting beliefs. What do you feel like are some of the most common ones that you come across? Oh my gosh. I, the ones that I hear all the time. By the way, there are a thousand of them. There's 1,200 of <laughs> 1,200 yeah. of them yeah. that you wrote. So right. to ask you your top might be okay, go on. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's actually pretty simple. It all boils down to um, basic limiting beliefs that people have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, fill in the blank of I can't. I can't because. Um, also, the feeling of worthlessness. I, I don't feel worthy of. You know, that's another one it boils down to. And then there's, uh, there's beliefs about love. You know, self-love and love of others. Um, I don't, I'm not passionate about, so on and so on. So basically, it boils down to I can't and I'm not worthy. 
And if you take a look at those limiting beliefs, you fill in the blank of anything, and all, it can all boil down to basically those two. You know, if you're talking to uh, a woman who, um, you know, is at home with her, her family, and she's, gosh, guys, I have five kids. I know what it's like to raise a family, and I'm doing it pretty much solo. You know, I've got, you know, their dad is, and every other weekend dad, he's great at that. And I've got the day-to-day here at my house, and, and we do the school thing, and we do the extracurricular activities, and it's busy. It can be very time-consuming, and there's no uh, better way I'd rather spend my time than raising my family. However, I've also got me, right? So what does Marianne want to do? Marianne wants to go travel. Marianne wants to do acro yoga. Marianne wants to build a business. Marianne wants to speak on stage. Marianne wants to do all of these things that don't necessarily fall under the heading of mom, right? And if I think, if I allow myself to think for a second that I can't or I'm not allowed to, then what happens when all those kids are gone? My identity's gone too. It's completely missing. And that's where a lot of people get depressed and they, and they start to question um, their value and their worth in life when they've, they've tied their identity to something that can go away and they haven't done the breakthrough on the inside and know that they can do whatever they want to do. This is fascinating to me, Marianne, because uh, I would have answered the question immediately and said, oh, a limitless belief is always a derivative of fear. But what you've done is you've taken this even one step deeper. This is not just surface level or a feeling. This is things that are habitual, things that people have created in their mind that says, I believe this because X, Y, and Z, right? They, they have already told themselves, I can't because, or I have done, and they've limited themselves already. So the cool thing is, is it's not a fear-based thing. It's a habit that they've created through the way that they've lived their life. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do women... What's the first step that usually women can take to overcome a limiting belief? Well, the first step is obviously identifying it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to give yourself permission to say what's not working. You know, and there's there's this cycle that works in not just men's or women's brain and everyone's brain. Our thoughts lead to our emotions, right? Which lead to our actions, which then lead to our results. Interesting. Okay. And the results can feed back into our thoughts, and this cycle can work for us or against us. And in order to break the cycle, we have to start asking better questions. And one of my favorite authors, Wendy Nelson, wrote a book called Asking Good Questions, right? Ask better, better questions, better life. And when you stop and ask this question, you, you, you have these thoughts and you can just put on the pause button, step on the brakes and say, I'm gonna expand this, this time between stimulus and response and ask myself, is this working for me? Mm-hmm. Is it working for me to think this? You know, take, let's take an easy example. Okay, let's just take weight loss as an easy example. I think everyone has at some point in their life probably wanted to get more fit or more healthy, mm-hmm. right? So let's just say we're sitting there on the scale, it's 50 pounds overweight, and, and it's been that way forever. And the thoughts are going to sound like what? I'm too big, I'm not healthy, I'm not fit. And you have to ask yourself, do I want it to be this way forever? Okay, and then when you stop and ask that question, you expand the space between stimulus and response and say, wait a second, hang on. It doesn't have to be this way. What if, this is one of my favorite phrases, what if I could change that? Yeah. What if you started, what if I started thinking, I'm lean, I'm fit, I'm healthy, and I can do whatever it is I want to do? And when you think about that, you know, think of Olympians, they're about to line up and run the mile. Okay, is the Olympian who's thinking, I've got this, I've got first place, I can see the medal on my neck already, I know I'm taking gold, 
what are his results going to be compared to the guy at the, the other end that's thinking, oh, I'm so tired. I didn't have my morning coffee. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I, uh, this is, you, you already know who's going to win. And if the same rule applies in every aspect of your life. So in answer to your question, how do we start breaking that? It's asking ourselves better questions and saying, does the status quo have to be the status quo? And often, if not every time, it doesn't. Challenge everything. Right. I love that. Right. What are some challenges that people face in that process? Well, it's, it, it, this is really fun for me because I, I ask people this on Facebook, and I think what happens is that we actually will bow down and worship these thoughts. Mm. Okay? And I know that sounds harsh, but we <laughs> which, really do. Which thoughts? The good thoughts or the bad thoughts or both? Both. We, we will worship whatever the programming is in our mind. Auto-suggestion. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we will absolutely worship that. And so if this thought comes in that you know, I can't, I can't because of my kids or I can't because of whatever, if someone challenges that when the thought isn't our own, then we will say, no, how dare you? You know, I, I was just on Facebook having a conversation with someone uh, yesterday and they, they were having some health challenges and I said, you know, I, I'm... And I feel compassion for you that you went through this. And, and why do you think that is? And she said, well, we had some, there was some, uh, unfortunately, some abuse that happened, you know, when, when this person was a child. And I said, what if that didn't have to affect you forever? And immediately, this person got on the defensive. And they said, but it does. You don't understand. But it, 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 there, are, there are things that happen in the brain and there are things that happen in the mind and all of that. And they started giving me a list of all the reasons why this victimhood, for lack of a better word, was what they had to live. And they were not willing to question it. And when I said, no, just hang on a second. What if the door shut down? You know, have you seen Inception, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It has to be their idea. They have to want it bad enough and want it bad enough to be willing to question it. I, I... How much is on that person and how much can their environment influence that? Really, that's, that's a good question because it's up to them mm-hmm. how much they can influence it. You know, the, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, you've mm-hmm. probably both read that, okay? Concentra- concentration camp survivor, okay? He's in the concentration camps, and, and I don't think, despite all of the historical records and accounts that you and I can even imagine what it was like to be in that kind of particular situations of word that's putting it lightly, okay? Right. It's all on us. Our circumstances are not the craftsmen of us. We are the craftsmen of our circumstances. And yes, things happen. You know, you never know when something's going to come down the road and completely, you know, obliterate what you know. You know, it, things happen. You can be hit by a car crossing the street. You can, you know, fall into a sinkhole like my sister did in the middle of her lawn. You know, things can just... That's not a joke? No, that's not oh, a man. joke. She was walking across <laughs> her lawn and just the earth ate her. No. <laughs> and so circumstances happen. But like Viktor Frankl said... This, your brain is in charge of how you interpret it. You know, what does it get to mean to you? You know, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was about six years old, I had a big brother, still around, awesome guy, but I idolized him. Okay, I was the last of ten kids, and my big brother was always the one that dropped me off at school and would give me my little boost for the day, and so I just, I worshipped the ground this guy walked on, okay? And he had a group of friends that probably weren't as cool as he was, mm-hmm. like, just... You know, they, they didn't treat me as well as, as he did. And when he got together with those friends, it was easy to slip into that kind of mentality. And I remember one day my brother asked me, he's like, Marianne, 
do you want to go out for a swirly? And I was like, I thought it was like some milkshake. Yeah. And I thought we were going to go out and have a good time. Like everyone here knows what a swirly is, yeah. right? So I was like, yes, let's go. That sounds so much fun. So we go in to the bathroom. I get picked up on my ankles, oh, head dunked no. in the toilet, right? Flushed. And I'm just sitting there like, that was weird. Uh, are we going to go out now? And he just walked off. Oh. And as you can imagine, like, what does an eight-year-old who worshipped her brother feel in that moment? Pretty traumatized. Oh, I'm sure. Right? And I had, I had traumatic memories of that up until about seven years ago. And my brother, when I told him that story, I actually told my whole family this story at the same time after I'd done my own work on it. Mm -hmm. And I had three of my four brothers text me and apologize for it. Really? <laughs> I was like, really? I don't remember it happening with all of you, but clearly, but clearly. like, none of you remember. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is, I interpreted that experience differently than they did. For me, that circumstance meant trauma in, in some form, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, for, and, and I define trauma as anything less than nurture. Okay, for them, they didn't even remember it because three of them called me to apologize. I mean, obviously it wasn't significant for them. So our brain is the one that interprets our circumstances. Trauma for you isn't the same circumstances trauma for me, but the, the feeling is the same. So yeah, our circumstances don't define us. We, through our perspective window, define our circumstances. Fascinating. That's great. <laughs> What else do you have to say on that? I mean, how do you help people with that? I mean, I, I feel like for each individual who goes through their different pieces of trauma, do you feel like just asking the right questions will really help break them out of it? Only if they're willing. Only if they're willing. Absolutely. And how, what if someone's not willing? Can you just don't touch it? Nope. If they're not willing, I don't touch it. Interesting. Because it's all about choice, and people don't understand the power of choice. I think, I think when people think about the power of choice, they're saying, I have the power to choose between something good and something not good. Mm -hmm. Right, they don't understand that the power of choice is really about lifestyle design. Right, you know, think about designing a house. You get to choose the color of the paint on the walls. You get to choose the molding. You get to choose the curtains. You get to choose the textiles, the bedding, the furniture. And people don't understand that the same is true for their life. And if someone's not willing to open up to that choice, who am I? Who am I to go in and say life should be this way or life should be that way? You know, and and that's why when I was talking to this person on Facebook. I let it go. I'm not going to impose what I think I know, you know, uh, on you because you don't want it. So why would I give it to you? Yeah. And it's not a scarcity thing of I'm better than you, why would I give it to you? It's just, it, it's going to fall on deaf ears, you know? And, and we might sabotage our relationship if I were to go in there and try and preach to this person, you know, maybe from their perspective. So really, you know, you ask the question, what does it look like to, to get rid of, is it a specific set of questions? Actually, it is. You know, in this book, uh, Limitless, I talk about the steps of what we call belief breakthrough. And there's actually a script included in this book that you can go through, and we call it daily breakthrough, right? First of all, you identify the top limiting belief. You ask if it's working for you. You ask if there's an upgrade. And sometimes you can go back to those childhood memories like that swirly and say, when did I make this decision? When did I program this into my mind? You can actually go back to that moment in your mind, reprogram that, invite a person of trust in that you can listen to and get some good advice from. Because let's face it, as kids, we are fantastic. Do you guys have kids? You've got a dog I've got a daughter. Okay, yeah. do you have kids? I've got a dog. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> my, my dogs were my kids before I had my five. Right. But as kids, we are 
we're excellent absorbers, mm-hmm. aren't we? Oh yeah. Terrible interpreters. We're terrible in interpreting, figuring things out, thing as kids, and and that's why we we go back in our minds to that moment we made whatever decision we made, turn it around, and then come back to the present and say, hey, this is my new operating system. Love it. Yeah. And through this belief breakthrough script, I mean, that's a, that's what you're trying to accomplish right there. Absolutely. Is go back and recreate that operating system. Mm-hmm. It sounds so easy, is it? Well, do you want it to be? Good point. It's <laughs> the right question, right? The the quality of your questions is the quality of your life, right? Right, right. So, if, you know, when I when someone asks me that, is it yeah. really that easy? I'm just like, you tell me. You know, it, 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 do you want it to be easy? Why do we have to think life is hard? Hmm. Why do, like, well, who said that life has to be hard? Or who said that belief breakthrough has to be hard? It all happens when we decide. You ask any, I don't know how many uh, people you've been able to spend time with who've been through severe addictions or, or drug abuse mm-hmm. or alcohol abuse. There's no magic pill. There's no surgery. There's no thing, physical change that someone else is going to wreak on your mind that's going to change it. Eventually, one day, the alcoholic has their last drink. Eventually, one day, the, the chain smoker has their last cigarette. Eventually, one day, the person who's, you know just done living the lifestyle that they're living makes a different choice. Mm-hmm. And that, you just decide when that moment is. I, I, I feel like, well, first of all, you're very clearly an expert in this. <laughs> and a lot of that expertise is shown in the book, right? Mm-hmm. In Limitless. Plus, you're writing the book right now, Intrepid Women. Mm-hmm. Is there any relation, just real quick, between these two? Absolutely. Well, like I said, breakthrough is the foundation for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Intrepid Woman is all about the kind of woman you want to become and daring to believe that it's possible for you. Okay? I don't spend a lot of time in the muck, you know, in the, in the quagmire of... of excuses because mm-hmm. you can have excuses or you can have results yeah right so I talk about the results of being an intrepid woman of going out there and saying this is what's possible this is what you can do and belief breakthrough is absolutely a hundred percent the foundation of it sure and I would go so far as to say without the belief breakthrough in this book I wouldn't be here today yeah I wouldn't be in this room talking to you I'd be six feet under and I can I can tell you that mm-hmm. as a for sure thing right. you know because my life was changed by belief breakthrough I want to know, because you, you've used a couple examples. One, you've used addiction. Two, you've used weight loss. Mm-hmm. Who else does this apply to? Where in our lives does this apply to? Well, let's talk business for a second. Okay. okay. So in my business at Six Figure Mastermind on my YouTube channel, they call me the queen of sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if people think sales, and what's the energy that they usually associate with that? Uh, high energy? Well, some, well, some people, if you were to walk up to the person on the street and say, hey, I'm a salesman. What it's would, negative. Right. Oh, it's so negative. There's this, it's like sticky, nasty, gross, right? Which is really weird because everyone's a salesperson. And if you don't think you are, you've just sold yourself on that idea. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So let's talk business. If your business doesn't have the revenue that you want, doesn't have the growth that you want, it doesn't have uh, the building that you want, it's all because of your belief system. Okay? Yeah, there's skill set in there too, but you're not going to pay attention to the skill set if you don't have the mindset. Okay, so if you're in business for yourself like me, and let's just say sales, if you don't think you can sell, that's a limiting belief. You've, and actually, you've just sold yourself on the idea. Our, our brains are such fascinating things, right? I mean, 
they will always do what we tell them to do. Always. And if we sell ourselves on this idea, it just it's time to sell yourself on a different one. Okay, so if you're building your business and, and you're saying, oh, I need, I don't know, I need 20 more clients this week. Okay? Ask yourself what happens. And you guys are familiar with vision boards, right? Yes. Yep, they're everywhere. Okay? Yeah. Vision boards are awesome for finding those limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. If you go into your vision board and you give it everything you've got, the second you step away, what's going to happen? Those, those doubts come in. Those yeah. negative it's thoughts. It's not realistic. It's not attainable. It's, yeah. Oh, right. So, like, write these down. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't realistic. This isn't attainable. I've never done this before. I'm like, yes, yes. Like, search and destroy mission, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm all about. This search and destroy mission of I want to, I'm not going to take the, the, um, defensive and wait for the limiting beliefs to come to me. <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to go find them and I'm going to destroy and eliminate them because they are getting in the way of what I want. So it's applicable for everything. So if anyone, you know, we've divided the back of this book, these limiting beliefs, into basically four sections, mm -hmm. okay? You've got health, you've got wealth, you've got relationships, and then you've got your personal power. Right. So when you're going through and saying, okay, if I'm on a search and destroy mission, or maybe something hit me in the face, limiting belief-wise, I'm going to go back here and say, where, where is that? Okay, is it my health, my body? Is it my wealth, my finances? Is it my personal power and how good I feel about me? Or is it in my business? Where is that? I'm going to go in the back of the book and use the cheat sheet and destroy it completely. I love it. I, I want to ask you just kind of a, a, a random. I just want to throw, throw it, it at me. Okay? What is one disruptive belief that you have that few would agree with you on? One disruptive belief, like an industry, you're talking positive disruptive. Yeah, any, any right? which way. What's one disruptive belief that you have that you would agree with you on? Oh, wow. Oh, I'm going to polarize a lot of people. <laughs> this will be fun. Okay. Like this. Um, I, I want to condense it in a way that is, is less polarizing at first because I don't want to lose you. Yeah. Uh, I think probably the most disruptive belief... Uh, is one that um, I think was coined first by Eleanor Roosevelt. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're absolutely right. People don't like to hear that. Because they, if, you, if I think I can't and I'm right, it, it, that's when the defensive, that's when you see people start to worship this belief. And, and, and when I'm in my sales conversations, I talk, I, we have about 150 people every day that you know, come to us from YouTube and they want to talk and they want to get into various programs and things like that. And when I'm talking to these people, we find out, you know, what in their life they're struggling with and why they want to turn it around. And, and I ask them these, these kinds of questions. And I ask them, you know, let's just take, for example, I'm talking to someone about real estate. Okay, they want to do real estate with my, uh, my coworker, Chris. And, uh, you know, I ask them what's getting in their way and, and we get through that and they get all excited about the program and then... That moment in the close, when it's time to say, is now the time for you to get in? And then they'll back off. And I'm just using the salesman example. When they back off, as a salesman, I don't lean back, I lean in. Mm -hmm. And I say, why? I go, oh, because I think I can't. I'm like, oh, okay. How's that working for you? As a mom. Oh, I can't because my kids and me. Oh, really? How's that working for you? You know, it, it, this this idea that it's just repulsive to me, this, this, this limiting idea that, that I can't because you can be right, you can allow yourself to be right, and if, if, you, if, if there's someone that's sitting with me and I say, okay, fine, you can, you can do that, I'll, I'll give you an example. We were sitting in, on stage, and there was a woman in the audience, 
And uh, this amazing woman was looking for help. That's why people come to events, is they want to lead better than they came. Yeah. Okay. Right. And she stands up in the audience, and she, she, you could tell she was on the edge of her seat. Just, she wanted to get us. You know, she wanted to put us in the crosshairs and, and, uh, you know, nose to nose with us and challenge us. And she said, "I've been a chain smoker for 24 years. Are you telling me that I can just stop? What if? And this is the this is where the oh, sure. she's like, what if I don't want to? And you know what? The panel said, I was on this panel, my buddy Stephen Michael Miller, he said, you know what he said to her? It, I, I was like, I can't believe you just said that. He said, then don't. Yeah. Right. Then why would you? Then don't. And she was like, I can't believe you just said that to me. He's like, why? You're the one that doesn't want to stop. This isn't my life. This is your life. I'm not going to argue with you and sit here and say that you should or it's bad for your health or do you, can you imagine what's going to your grandkids? And she's like... You don't want to stop, so don't. Why would I make you? Right. You know, and I would say if, as far as a disruptor goes, when you can call people out on that and make them look at things differently and say, okay, you can be right. You're allowed to be right. Do you want to be? And what do you want to be right about? You know, that, that it's, it disrupts people on a one-on-one basis, and that's when the world changes. Absolutely. Speaking of change, would you consider that uh, people just don't want to change? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And with those guys in this particular example, you're basically giving them permission. Not that you're saying like, hey, well, if you don't want to change, don't. The but then what you're firing at is, is that the point where you do lean in as well? And do you typically on like, let's, let's take that gal for an example, where you step in and, and give like a... I don't know, like an example of what her health could look like in the future and what she'd be missing out if she didn't take care of it? Or do you just completely back away? Nope, not by... We've already discussed all that. We've already asked. She's heard... She, 24 years, she's heard it a thousand times. Yeah, You know? Sure. She doesn't need to hear it from me. And if she doesn't want to change, who am I to try and invoke that in her? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know... And here's the thing. A lot of people will look at me and say, Marianne, it, like, doesn't... Isn't that... Like, don't you lack compassion when you do that? You know? Like... What what Isn't I love about this though is is yes someone could look at you and say well do you lack compassion on that but I I feel like on, on the reverse side you've done a lot more for this woman you've given her permission to to I don't know feel good about who she is where she is mm-hmm. like she has the choice she has right. permission to make her own choice right it's not up to you it's not up to everyone else to influence her to change her life she has the choice to change her life. Mm-hmm. And she needs to identify whether or not that's important to her. Because if it's not, why force her to change? That's only creates hate, negativity around you, around everyone else who right. tries to push that. But right. if she can fall in love with the fact that she, it's up to her if she wants to change, she can fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now other people aren't creating these limiting beliefs for her. Mm-hmm. Right? Or imposing anything right. on her. Yeah. You know, it's not up to me whether she makes that change or not. If she does want to shift, yeah. if she does want to change, I'm here. If not, I love you anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of choice that people, most people don't fully grasp. And if if we all did, oh my gosh, unstoppable, yeah. completely unstoppable. So I feel like a lot of this applies to both men and women. Mm-hmm. But of course, you're writing the book, Intrepid Women. Mm-hmm. I asked you this question before, and I'm going to ask it again. Is this book for men? Not this one, by the way. No, this yeah, is Limitless. I've got my hands. Intrepid Women. It's Intrepid Women that I'm writing. 
You know, I envision that a lot of men will secretly read it. Like me. Like you, yeah. Yeah, you'd be the kind of person... I don't think you'd let it be a secret, though. You'd probably be like, hey, this is a cool book. Everyone should check this out. But I, I think that... Um, I, I'm writing it for a woman. I'm writing it... Obviously, it's the interesting Like in woman. the perspective of a woman, or... It be from a, Obviously, I can't write from the perspective of a man. Oh, sure. Haven't been there, haven't done that. Don't plan to, <laughs> right? Okay, so I'm writing it. It's from a woman, for women. But here's the thing... I'm in a whole new realm right now than I was a year ago, even if you just consider my relationship status. Okay, so a year ago I was married, right now I'm single. Okay, I'm I'm in a relationship, but I I don't have a, you know, a ring on my finger from, I'm not married, okay? What I'm saying, when I say that, the, the, the upstanding men in this world, let me back up for a second. I'm in a lot of groups with other single women. Mm -hmm. Okay, that just happens. You know, you just hang out with people that are a similar demographic to you. The number one complaint from women in this group, can you imagine what it is? What? Where's all the good men? Yeah. Right? That's what I hear most often from, from the other women who I hang around with who are single. Where's all the good men? All the good men are taken, blah, blah, blah. And we won't even go into the limiting beliefs on that. Okay? Right. But the, the women who read this book become the woman they want to be. The men who read this book will better be able to identify their companion, will better be able to identify the kind of woman they want to be with. When you don't know what you're looking for, you won't find anything. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cheshire cat. Mm-hmm. If you don't know your path, you won't get anywhere. Yeah. The men right. reading this book will be able to identify, this is what I'm looking for. I want a woman who is like that. So yeah, the men will read it, just like women read books that are written for men, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, this one with when men read that, they're they can find women as a, as a spouse. They can find the kind of woman they want to do business with. They mm-hmm. can find the kind of woman that they want to nanny their kids if they are looking for that. Okay, yeah. when you get clear on what you want, you're gonna find it. Um, when will this book be ready? This book will be ready by the beginning of next summer. Okay, okay? will be hardcover off the shelf. Perfect. By the beginning of the next summer, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. needs to pick up this book in particular? Okay, so if you're sitting at home right now and you're a woman and you're watching this and maybe your husband's at work, he makes a great living, okay? And you're like me and you're raising your maybe five kids. I don't know. I've got five at home. Maybe it's two or one or ten. I don't know. But if you're sitting at home and you have felt like you have tapped out all of your resources emotionally, if you haven't, if you can't remember the last time you went on a date, if you can't remember the last time you went and got a spa massage or, or a yoga session or something that you love, if you are so busy with your taxiing as a mom, with your chefing as a mom, with your, gosh, moms wear all the hats, okay? If you can't remember the last time you did something for yourself, this book is for you. If you feel like you want to be a contributor in your in your household financially, or if you feel like you want to be a contributor to your marriage, if you want to see your marriage step up from a level 2 to a level 10, this book is for you. Because every relationship comes from two people. And if you're on... I'm just going to say this. Marriage is not 50-50. No. Mm-hmm. It's 100-100. Because mm-hmm. if you're giving 50%, there's a lack. So if you feel like there's any part in your life that you can't or you're not giving 100%, this book is your battery pack. 
this is your ultra charge. I'm going to be including so many of my personal secrets in there, the music that I listen to to amp me up in the morning, the diet that I have, the things that I give myself permission to do. I visited over 23 countries. I've learned from some of the experts in these countries. I sat in a temple in Bali two years ago mm -hmm. and learned from a Balinese shaman on how to breathe, on how to love myself, on how to release. I'm including all of my top secrets for rocking it out in business, for rocking it out in motherhood, for rocking it out in relationships, for rocking it out in health. All of that's going to be in this book. I love it. And for any of the gents who are watching, if your spouse or maybe your girlfriend, I feel if, if you see that they can be, I don't know how to say this, and maybe you might be able to help me say this. <laughs> if you feel like they are ready to take on this, this person, this, 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 what Marianne is presenting <laughs> right now, if you feel like they're ready to step into their powerful selves, I think that this would be a great gift for them. Absolutely. And then you should read it too. Yeah. Well, yeah, this Absolutely. Would be some, if you want to like wow the woman in your life, mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity for you to read because it, I, I remember sometimes I would have just loved if my husband said, you know what, I've been, you know, reading this book and it sounds like I need to take over tonight and you need to go to the get a massage or you need to go get Love a facial it. you know this is like this is for men this book that's coming out the intrepid woman this is your like super top secret guidebook for showing the woman in your life everything she can be cool and loving her as she is and seeing the potential that she can be i like it i love that because if there's an iteration that this is this book is for women mm -hmm. the men should be reading it, it absolutely is an insider's guide to what we need to know right and if anything to make relationships better business better and all of the above right? oh yeah when your when your relationships are rocking your business is rocking mm -hmm. you know everything and if relationships aren't rocking it's because the relationship with self right. is rocking and that's the baseline that's the foundation for everything so on this show Marianne um, what we like to end our um, episode with is help every listener with um, by, by giving them a challenge and one of the challenges that we usually give are either from the book or from the principles we've talked about we've talked about some incredible things as far as buying the book limitless checking out the, the the script in the back those are some great stuff but what's one challenge you'd like to leave with people in our audience today I love this question this challenge comes in the form of daily breakthrough in the book there are nine specific steps to breakthrough I'm gonna give you the lightning version cool okay so anyone that's listening anyone that's tuning in right now I want you to write these questions down and I want you to repeat them to yourself on a daily basis mm -hmm. okay first thing you need to do is identify what you're shooting for pick any goal any goal at anything. Maybe business is the most important thing right now. Or maybe your family. Whatever it is, pick a goal and get super clear on it. Then ask yourself these three questions. You might want to write these down. Okay. First question. What is the number one limiting belief keeping me from what this goal is? Why don't I have it yet? Okay. That's the first question. Second question. Is it true? Is this limiting belief true? Okay. Third question is does it have to be true? Does it have to be true? And then here's the bonus question at the end. What would serve me better? And when you answer that, when you identify, you question it, and you answer it, then you program that new operating system. If you can do that every day, okay, I'm going to give you the three questions plus the bonus question. Identify the number one limiting belief. What is the limiting belief? Second question, is it true? And this could be a yes or no. Like, you might believe that it's true, okay? The third question, do you want it to be true? And then this bonus question, what would serve me better instead? And when you install that operating system and do this every single day, you just watch what happens. Six weeks from now, you watch what happens. 
your results are going to shift if you do this every single day. That, that would be my homework assignment for oh, anyone listening. That's great. And you can find the details in the show notes. We will p- provide those for you. Um, do you, If people have questions that were unanswered on this podcast, mm-hmm. how can they get a hold of you? So I'm going to do something that is uh, a disruptive, cool. if that's okay. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and trust all y'all with this. I'm going to actually give you my private phone number. I'm going to ask you to invite you to text me, okay? So if you have any questions, you want to reach out to me personally. I mean, this isn't something I make available to everyone. Obviously, you know, I put my phone number out on stage and I've gotten some weird texts back. <laughs> but I'm going to trust you guys with it, okay? So I'm going to give you my phone number and I want you to just text me personally, okay? And that phone number is 801 310 one four five two and here's the thing I want your name and I want your top question okay and you and I can have a conversation and see how where we can improve whatever it is that you're working on sure. can you say your number one more time absolutely it's eight zero one Utah area code three one zero one four five two awesome what's your uh, favorite credit card number oh wow <laughs> I have lots actually yes. I have lots of favorite credit card numbers <laughs> hey and do you think it's appreciate to give Chris a, a special shout out since oh my you co authored this? Totally, book? and and I, I would be remiss if I didn't. Yeah. I've been doing business with Chris for the past six years. When I first met Chris, I was blown away not by the the immensity of his success, retired at twenty six. I, I saw all of that and I and I pushed through all of those labels of success and I got to know this this person of a human being, the level of integrity that he has, the level of uh, honesty and, and desire to move forward. And I, I cut through everything that I saw and I looked at him and I said, I don't care what he's doing, I want to do it too. I want to do it with him. At one point, I, when I was first starting out, I burned down my entire business and I tied my ship to Limitless because I believe so much in what it is. Okay, And that's, this book is a result of that. And, and if Chris hadn't done what he did with Breakthrough, if Chris hadn't put together this event, if Chris hadn't been able to to master all of those elements of his personal success, I can think of a, at least 100,000 people, 100,000 breakthroughs that wouldn't have happened, 100,000 lives that wouldn't be changed for the better. Mine's one of them. I mean, Chris is, is not only you know a, a business partner, but he's a, a best friend to me. And through what we've built together with Limitless, I can't imagine, other than raising my family, a, a more fulfilling and a higher calling. Awesome. So thank you, Chris and Marianne. Props. We appreciate it. John, anything else? That's you it. Want to close us off? Yeah, absolutely. Again, Marianne, we are your biggest advocates. We <laughs> love you. We love the books. We love your ideas. And everybody stay tuned for next summer when yes. you're going to see Intrepid Women. Yep. Or Intrepid Woman. Intrepid Woman. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, for joining the show. Please check out the show notes for any details, and we would love, love to hear from you and your feedback. This is us, Amplified Minds with Marianne Eldridge on the Circle of Knowledge. Thanks for joining us. Hey, this is John with Amplified Minds. Thanks again for listening to the show. We really hope you enjoyed the Circle of Knowledge podcast. If you like the Circle of Knowledge podcast, go ahead, subscribe, rate us, and if you give us a five-star review, we promise to give you a personal shout-out here on the air. Just watch us. You can also engage with us a little bit more through social media. On any channel, you can just find us at Amplified Minds. 
To learn more about Amplified Minds, go to our website at amplifiedminds.com. That's A-M-P-L-I-F-I-E-D-M-I-N-D-S dot com. You should also check out the Amplified Minds Accountability Program, where you can gain access to a one-on-one personal accountability coach, somebody who will contact you weekly and motivate you, hold you accountable, follow up, and give you the proper resources that will help you to go out and achieve all your goals.